Hello and welcome to the Terrible Towel Cafe, where it's everything Steelers with other stuff sprinkled in. I'm your host, Michael Van Clyburn, and it's good to be back. I've been away for a while taking care of family stuff, and what a good day to come back on. It's the start of the 2018 NFL season, and we have a game on tap tonight between the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. Well, that's, that was very difficult to say. <laughs> uh, this is Steeler Country, and um, I'm really looking forward to the upcoming season, but I'd like to start off by uh, discussing a situation in Pittsburgh that everyone's been talking about, and of course, that's the situation between uh, the superstar running back, Le'Veon Bell, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you know, uh, Obviously, you can see from yesterday's developments that our offensive linemen and several team uh, teammates aren't very happy with this situation. And, uh, you know, if I can put my two cents in or my one cents in, I think it would be things would be a lot better if Le'Veon Bell would just tell people what his intentions are. Okay, you may want to hold out for more money. We understand that you never want to get into excuse me, another man's wallet. However, I think uh, number 26 owes it to the Steelers to at least say, look, I'm not going to play until uh, the 10th game of the season or um, I don't want the game check of $855,000 for the first few games or whatever it might be. Just say something. But it's a little bit childish to keep these grown men on the Steelers' Uh, waiting, they have families and uh, they have um, they have goals they want to accomplish. And I think you know what happened to last year. Where, where's that camaraderie at? Your these are your teammates. You know, uh, you at least owe them an explanation. I would think uh, uh, just out of humility and kindness. But obviously, uh, Le'Veon Bell doesn't seem to think that's important. But as far as what Le'Veon's trying to get, as far as on the open market and things like that, nothing wrong with that. I mean, uh, NFL players have short careers, and I don't think there's any NFL player that's not trying to get as much as he can. It's a short life in the NFL. <clears throat> and with that said, uh, I hope Le'Veon gets paid all the money uh, that he can, but at least tell the Steelers what your intentions are. You know, it's one thing when... when we can't call Bell's situation a holdout. There's no contract in place. But I think that when people do hold out or when they don't play, uh, no matter what you're trying to do, you just lose a sense of uh, continuity. I mean, you get better. The more you play, the better you get. You can work out. Le'Veon's obviously going to be in good shape. But to stay a great player, you need training camp. You need to be around uh, NFL um, practices and things like that. I think you're really hurting yourself. What if you sit out the whole season? Yeah, that's got to do something to your psyche and to your, you know, you, you get better. Anything you do in life, practicing, and the more you do it, the better you get at it. So I think if Bill sat out a whole season, I think he's only hurting himself. Uh, that's that's uh, something that I think needs to be acknowledged there. Uh, also, you know, I also think Le'Veon Bell needs to realize you're playing behind the best, uh, I think, the best offensive line in the NFL. 
I think you're going to find hard-pressed to get the kind of production you had anywhere else. So good luck there when you go to another team. I think we have the best line in the entire league. And um, I said that twice tonight. (laughs) So um, we we just uh, hope for the best in that situation. But I also want to add that I think James Conner is a fine running back. uh, During the preseason, uh, he showed that uh, he can be a great out of the backfield. Uh, He's got good hands, uh, much better than last year. Uh, He's turned into a great receiver. He's a bruising runner. Uh, And overall, just a great player. I think we're going to be fine with him and Jalen Samuels in the background, uh, in the background, in the backfield, excuse me. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they play against the Cleveland Browns. And I think we'll defeat the Browns this week. I think it's going to be a great game. But I think, uh, here's my prediction. I predict that James Conner has over 100 yards rushing and over 60 yards receiving. So I predict 160 total offense for James Conner. Anybody agree? Well, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Also, I want to give a big shout out to Landry Jones. He didn't make the team this year uh, in favor of, um, he was uh, cut in favor of uh, Joshua Dobbs. And congratulations to Joshua Dobbs for making the team. But Landry Jones is a class act. A lot of people have uh, negative things to say about Landry Jones, his, his tenure with the Steelers. But I thought that he was a great teammate. I thought that he was a decent player. And I also thought had we kept him, I thought he was coming around. I, I thought he would, would, would have done very well this year if called upon. But in any case, he's no longer with the Steelers. But, you know, he even called Joshua Dobbs to congratulate him, which was a very classy move. But I wish him only the best, and I hope he ends up with a good team uh, and he gets an opportunity to start. Uh, There's several teams I can think of that Landry Jones uh, would make uh, a good starting quarterback on for the time being. Uh, Also to Mason Rudolph, congratulations for making the team. Mason had a, uh, in my opinion, a for a rookie, a decent uh, Preseason, and but we hope we don't see uh, Joshua Dobbs or Mason Rudolph this year because that would mean Ben Roethlisberger is injured, <coughs> and we don't want that. If there's anybody on the Steelers that I think uh, where we could not win the Super Bowl, uh, who we can't do without, that would be Ben Roethlisberger. I think we can win the Super Bowl without Le'Veon Bell. I think we can win it without uh, Antonio Brown. But without Ben Roethlisberger, no chance. So we need to keep him upright, and we hope that Ben has a great year. He's in great shape, looks great out there, and looking forward to watching him play. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss the demise of the NFL. Is it happening? We'll talk about it in just a moment. See you in a minute. All right, and welcome back to the Terrible Towel Cafe. I'm your host, Michael Van Clybert, and thank you for taking the time to stop by and check out our show. Now, have you guys heard about that story with these people? They they uh, raised $400,000 um, 
on this GoFundMe page for a homeless man who had assisted them. Well, the wife ran out of gas and this homeless guy gave her $20 of his last money to get her gas and get her where she needed to go. And I guess she was so moved by that, she went and told her husband and they started this GoFundMe page. Well, they raised $400,000 for this guy. And what a great story. It sounds great, but then it just went bad from there. (laughs) I've been keeping track of this story. Uh, Today I read that, uh, well, a judge has ordered, apparently the homeless guy only received $75,000 of that $400,000. And they're trying to figure out where the rest of this money went to. And apparently they raided these people's home today. And uh, I saw... (laughs) I saw one uh, caption there that said that, that they were hauling off a shiny black BMW. I wonder where that came from. But they took that away, and while they're raiding the house, the apparently the husband was on the lawn playing golf or hitting golf balls, which I also don't understand. So very bizarre situation there. But, um, you know, it was a, a very wonderful thing that those people did, but it seems like greed got in the way, or uh, hopefully they can find out uh, where this money went to, and yeah, they said the guy squandered the seventy-five thousand some on drugs, and he had bought a trailer and some other SUV that's now missing or gone. But uh, the point remains that the money belonged to him, and uh, he's the rightful owner of that money. <clears throat> so we'll see what happens there. You know, yeah, we're talking about this uh, this Nike, the Nike ad with. Uh, with Colin Kaepernick, you know, with this all started with when Colin Kaepernick started kneeling during the national anthem. And my take on it is, you know, we live in a free country. As long as things are done in peace, I, I prefer to stand. Uh, you know, the Bible teaches me show honor where honor is due. So I try to follow that. If uh, if I have any kind of um, any kind of angst or something, I want to make a statement. I would do it in another forum. But I understand what they're trying to do. There is a lot of in social injustice and uh, people being mistreated all over the world, not just in America. So, But the point that Colin Kaepernick is trying to make is well taken. But uh, whatever people tr- uh, choose to do, whether you kneel or stand, uh, do it in peace. That's all I can say. I mean, but th- with the NFL right now, you've got that going on. You've got this helmet rule. You have all this. There's so much politics involved with the NFL right now and so much going on. You, you're... By the time you sift through all of this, you're wondering where the football game is, you know? So, it's uh, the NFL is, because, is getting, uh, the ratings are really low. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you turned on the game, you didn't have all these numbers circling the screen and fantasy points and uh, the Subway halftime report, the Taco Bell halftime report, the Goodyear halftime report, the halftime halftime report, uh, this report, that report. You just watched the game, <laughs> you know? And I remember just watching Brent Musburger behind the, the most plain and simple set you could ever be, uh, imagine. Go on YouTube and watch that. Punch in NFL 78 and things just seem to be a little bit simpler. But it seems like now everything is so complicated just to watch a football game. You've got to go through all of these things. Um, you know, you got President Trump involved and um, it, it's just everyone's saying nasty things here and there. So it gets a little bit uh, disconcerting. But we just hope that the NFL can make it through all this. Then you got this helmet rule where um, players don't even know what to do anymore. What's a defender supposed to do? You, you have like split second to react. And there's a penalty called uh, on a lot of tackles now where a player just doesn't know what to do. 
you know. Um, so with the NFL, you, you've got to wonder if they're going to be around in 10 years, the way things are going. Um, that, that, that may sound a bit far-fetched, but if you look at the ratings, I mean, uh, it speaks for itself. I mean, I, for one, I hear people all the time talking about where I live here in Missouri, uh, people discussing, you know, they don't even watch the NFL anymore or they'd rather watch college football. But um, with all these things said, let's hope that, uh, that uh, we can remove some of the stuff that's going on within a football game and just watch a football game. You know, we're not trying to block out, uh, we're not trying to say that these social injustices don't exist. We're not trying to say that there's still not murder out there, raping, pillaging, it's all going to be going on. But how about a moment of just entertainment with football? And now we're getting everything involved with that. And um, for me, football has always been an escape. You have two hours to relax and watch a game and then go back to reality. Well, right now you have all the reality within the football game. Which in turn, you're like, well, what am I doing here? I can go take a walk, you know? So let's hope that we get that under control. And, um, and for all of you people out there burning your Nike gear, you know, there's people out there that need shoes. You know, I think it's ridiculous. You spend four or $500 out there burning up your jersey and your shoes. Once again, your choice. But, you know, think about it. There's people out there that don't have any clothes and you're burning your stuff up in the backyard that you just paid $400 for. So... <laughs> I watched that on YouTube and I'm thinking, what is the matter with these people? But uh, once again, your choice. Um, also, I was looking at, uh, you know, you, you will be able to watch the NFL on our mobile phones now. You won't need a subscription if you watch it on your mobile device. And apparently the NFL is now trying to capture that younger crowd that watches uh, a lot of uh, programming on their phones. So... Uh, you'll be able to watch a free football if you can find a free streaming is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if you can find the outlet, pick up your mobile phone and go searching around for the NFL. And they've removed the, the licensing there. So you're allowed to watch NFL games on your mobile phone for free without cable. And it won't work the same way with your television. If you want to watch on your TV, you're going to have to pay the cable bill or direct TV or whatnot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, you know, I want to discuss uh, next, I want to talk about Terry Bradshaw. You know, when I was growing up, I've been talking a lot about when I was growing up. Maybe maybe that's because I'm old. <laughs> I think so. But uh, Terry Bradshaw was one of my favorite players uh, growing up. I've been a Steeler fan. I've seen all four Super Bowls. And uh, Terry Bradshaw was a big part of those wins. He wasn't just on the team. I've watched him throw some amazing passes. One of my favorites. If you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch the Steelers-Rams 1979. And the Rams were giving us a tough time that game. But Bradshaw, man, he threw a pass to John Stallworth uh, over 70 yards. in the, uh, Just a bomb. And it landed over Stallworth's shoulders right in his hand. And I'm not saying... Now, Stallworth still had to make a great catch. The defender had taken a swat at the ball at the last second. So, took a lot of concentration to catch that ball. But what a great pass by Bradshaw. And my point is, Bradshaw, what a great big game quarterback. Four Super Bowls. I loved him as a player. Um, I'd have to make him our greatest quarterback of all time only because of the Super Bowls. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, also one of my favorite players of all time. The stats don't lie. He's probably um, in a lot of ways better than Terry. But as far as Super Bowl wins, you can't deny Terry that. 
But uh, now Terry Bradshaw as the announcer or the um, <laughs> reporter or broadcaster, sometimes Terry can get a little bit crazy. Uh, he's been picking on Mike Tomlin for a couple of years now. And uh, uh, I noticed he's already started this year. He said that Mike Tomlin is not his kind of coach. And But this year, uh, as opposed to the last couple of years, I thought he was a bit rude the last couple of years. You know, this year, I get his point. He's saying that, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin is a high-fiving, chest-bumping kind of person uh, with the players. And Terry Bradshaw could sit, said he couldn't respond to that kind of coach. Uh, can you imagine Chuck Knoll chest-bumping and high-fiving someone? <laughs> You know, Jack Lambert, you know, hey, Jack, you know, a chest bump. Uh, you know, back then, it was a different game. The Steelers back then, I can't even imagine Jack celebrating just after oh, a tackle, you know, uh, an average uh, first down tackle. Um, nowadays, people celebrate everything. You know, back then, the Steelers got back to the huddle most of the time. And uh, so I understand where Terry's coming from. Um I think there's there are boundaries that a coach has to have between his players. Uh, Terry was scared of Chuck Noll. He said that he feared him, and it made him play harder. But uh, Ch- uh, Mike Tomlin, as I said, fine coach, has a different coaching style, and he's not going to change for anybody. That's how he coaches. But and he's a very smart man as well. However, I do think sometimes our locker room could stand a little bit of discipline. You know, we didn't have social media back in the day. We've got that now. Pe- people, I think that needs to be tightened up a little bit. And we had a lot of drama last year, and I hope that uh, that doesn't happen again this year. So, uh, go Mike Tomlin, and go Terry Bradshaw. And we're going to stop it there for this week. Uh, Looking forward to the Steelers playing the Cleveland Browns this weekend in Cleveland. Um, We... Uh, I think we'll be victorious there, and I'm looking forward for James Conner. Remember what I said, James Conner's going to have over 100 yards rushing and 60 yards receiving. That's my prediction, and I think the Steelers win that game 34-14. to Nice talking to you. Uh, we'll see you again next week, and until then, have a super-duper Steeler day. Woohoo! Take care.